From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 561. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace and the Candelaya Pen Company. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I am good, I think. I have okay. uh, been busy, as we we all are. I yep. feel like I'm in a pretty good, like writing and like using stationary flow like i'm excited about like pens and ink and paper mm-hmm. i mean i always am right but like mm-hmm. i don't know like you ever get in those grooves where you're just like i want to use all the things where like last cool. week i was like i was like struggling and i was like oh yeah you know it's just the you know those ups and downs of all of our all of our lives these days is sometimes you get in the the downswing and you just you know you're hoping there's yep. an upswing right around the corner and i'm in the midst of one right now like everything I see in the stationary world is just fire. It's just, it's the best. So good. Very happy to be here. Now you do such a great job of our show notes. Always, Mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. But today there's something has been added to the show notes, (laughs) which I haven't seen yet. (laughs) Okay. So I don't know what this is. Okay. But you've put WTF. Yeah. Uh, this went this went in on the follow up section on the first item of the show notes. So this was mandatory. Start the show with this item. So what do you what do you see here? All right, let me go look at it. I haven't opened it yet. All okay. Right. Uh, it's an Instagram link, and it says, "May we introduce the Lamy monologue." A pen that is hugely impractical, absolutely ridiculous, and inspired by complete and utter disregard to usability. Okay, we're kidding. This writing instrument was in fact not developed by us at Lamy, but by ChatGPT. <laughs> because sometimes the best solution you have to... F- so they've got like... I don't understand how ChatGPT created this image. That was, yeah, if you want to keep going, I can answer that. But I didn't know if you wanted to finish or anything. I mean, I'm done with reading the thing. Um, So someone asked, is like, how? okay, this is horrible, right? How did you make it this horrible? And they said they actually provided some inputs. They didn't give, they didn't list the exact inputs they used in this uh, Instagram uh, feed. But later on, there was a question of like, hey, like, how did you get it to do this? Who, what did, what did you do to the chatbot? And Lamy said, um, we asked ChatGPT for a description of a pen and then we designed it according to its recommendations. Right. So they must have, get, they gave it some prompts like design a wacky and quirky pen that's uncomfortable and impractical, you know? Um, and then I guess add an Eiffel Tower nib. <laughs> so that's part of the pen. It's awful. I mean, so the, the the question isn't necessarily this. The question is, where did they get this idea from, Mike? Who could know? Well, at least mm. they know we've heard our letter, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I went straight into, when I got this link, I went straight into the, the comment section of the Instagram and said, Orange 2000 win. So, like, I'm putting I them on blast. I just and liked that. <laughs> just calling them out. So, mm-hmm. the funny thing about this design, they did this, like, you know, redi- like, you know, it's just supposed to be a joke, and it is. It's kind of funny. It still has, like, the traditional Lamy clip, which I just find completely hilarious. <laughs> it's like, we have this, ter- we're going to design an awful, unusable <laughs> pen, 
and it came up with our Lamy, our traditional Lamy clip. So what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I think it's probably safe to assume here that they just can't help but put it on everything. <laughs> it's probably what's more it, likely to have occurred it, it, than ChatGPT I mean, being like, oh, I'm putting this clip here. I have a great idea for it. Yeah. I mean, if we're making a terrible pen, like at least put the clip on sideways or something, make it non-functional. Like the grip section's completely non-functional, right? So, yeah. <laughs> but it, no, it's just a traditional Lamy clip. And I was like, okay, that's that's saying something without saying something there, Lamy. <laughs> As someone who absolutely loves the clip, and but I know there's a lot of uh, people who don't like it. That's kind of like, hey, glad to see the clip ended up in your terrible pen design. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at lo- the Lamy Global Instagram account, which is not an Instagram account that I follow or I'm that familiar mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. it's super interesting to me that when they write Lamy, mm-hmm. they capitalize it, but yeah. they don't italicize it. Um, and then, okay, so I, I think about this a lot when I'm writing reviews, right? Yeah. Because I want to use the proper... um you know, the proper styling of the words. Yeah. They, I could be wrong, but it seems like this is more of a new thing to where it's very consistent now. Um, but if you go on their website right now, and I'm not pulling it up, I think you can find a lot of just capital L Lamy stuff, which is how traditionally I've always yeah. done it. Yeah. But they are really leaning into this all cap stuff right now. Um, and I've just noticed that as a difference to me. And the all recently. caps is like fine. Or like it's just like it's the styling. But it's just yeah. interesting to me that they don't then italicize. Like, and yeah. they don't have to use the font. I think that's what that like trips me up. Is it's like mm-hmm. the font that they use is close enough to their brand well, just, font. Yeah. Right, because like if you look at the Lamy logo on yep. the Instagram page, it's italicized, right? Mm-hmm. It's capitalized and italicized. Mm-hmm. But in their text uh, graphics, it's capitalized but not italicized. Yep. So, yeah. And I think in the past, like on their graphics, when they do, if you scroll way down, I found mm-hmm. one a second ago, there is, um, there is a there is an image. Gosh, it's the the Lamy PB zero one one zero. I don't know. It's a leather accessories post, but they okay. the digital graphic on there has the italicized Lamy because it's like a it's like a uh, like a magazine type of imagery, yeah. right? Yeah, right. But then their their imagery on these just overlays on Instagram are all just standard Lamy. So I don't know. Um, and then you look down later, and there's hashtags with Lamy in it, and it's just capital L Lamy, right? So they're all over the place. So. I just traditionally go with capital L Lamy, uh, but I've been starting to see the all caps recently because I actually overly think about these things. So, I wonder how many people sat in a room and had this discussion about <laughs> the capitalization and the italicization. I'm going to go with many. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of people that sat in you a can, room and decided yeah. about that. Oh, yeah. there There's very many meetings about yeah. this, for sure. For sure. Um, I think Pilot's been having some meetings too, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. They are slowly but surely turning on the faucet of the having a little bit of fun with their standard product lines. You know, not a store special type of edition, which they have been doing for years in Japan. And we're actually going to talk about one specifically. But in a broader release... Of a basic pen, so the Pilot Custom 743 is a classic Pilot shape. 
it's basically the Pilot Custom 823 without the vac filler. So, and without the demonstrator barrel, but it's the same shape, same nib, same kind of um, curved ends, um, rounded ends, uh, sections, finial, uh, cap finial um, are rounded. And with just a cartridge converter filler. And it's always been traditionally a uh, black barrel with gold trim. And now, boom, US exclusive verdigris in gold, right? Gold trim, green pilot. Yeah, come on, pilot. Like, this is not hard, right? Like, this is exactly what I've been asking for. Give me something once a year. I don't need the sailor treatment. Like I'm fine with that. If I want the sailor treatment, I'll go to sailor where I want all the things and all the pens all the time. Once a year is awesome. Right? So now I have a 743 in green. Mm. Thank you. Like I, I just can't say thank you enough. Like that's it. Right? There's, there's no, you don't have, I'm not asking for more than this. Right? I'm asking for this once every once in a while, you know, toss us something like this so this is a u.s exclusive green custom 743 it's fantastic it's very unique looking green yeah which i like i like it better i think it's unique enough to like not have like the deep dark green and gold Mm -hmm. um i would rather have this kind of unique unique green um i i mean i've actually ordered one i have one on the way i'm curious about it um you know, to see, to see what it's like. And like, mm. I want to get one in person. I think this is like worth reviewing just to have this discussion. I was like, thank you, pilot. I just, just one, like, I'm not asking for a million things, right? Give me one. I would love like a nine twelve one of these days. Maybe we'll get it. Like they're turning it on just a little bit, just a little bit. Now over in the Japanese market, I mean, they have already turned it up to 11. Like they've done some blue, like, um, 823s in the past and they've had some really exclusive store specials so i had to put in this one from food a fan i mean this is a pilot custom 845 custom jade i mean it's just straight up knockout but this is a store exclusive they made 70 pins for a small shop in japan they sold out immediately like it's these don't even gor- it's gorgeous. look like a pilot to me like this it does to me i guess i'm used to this shape yeah a little bit. it's a it, it's a higher end yeah uh, pin you know, this is like, uh, oh, I could be wrong, but I think over $500, like okay. five, six, $700 type of pen. Yeah. Um, it's, this I reminds mean, it's a, me of like uh, an Omos or uh, who made that? Is it Opal? Mm, that pen that you really like. Oh my God. What is the name? You were talking with the founders a lot. Oh my not God. That, not that. Not the Elwood, right? No, begins with an O, I think. I mean, it was. Opus. I think one of the companies that span out of the other company that went bust. My uh, brain is not working yeah. today. I mean, like, like, like Omos is one of them, but I yeah. haven't talked to them very much. Yeah, that's not the I one mean, then. Oh, Anoto, Anoto. Maybe, Anoto? maybe. My brain's not working for some mm-hmm. reason. Sorry mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> But this is more of a, a different classic design style yeah. Yeah. Uh, than what I'm used to seeing in pilots, like the kind of the the way the cap looks and it's kind mm-hmm. of the flattened finial uh, yeah. and the furniture, like the clip is like very ornate looking. Yeah, this is a very premium. This is this is on the edge of the Namiki lineup, right? Yeah. And with this one, they have actually done, they do it black, as you can imagine, black with that gold trim. They also make this one with a red 
And I might be wrong, but they might do it with a navy blue. But I know they did it with the red. Um, so they have at least... But this isn't like, you know, like a um, just a one of the mainline pens. I mean, it's a regular product lineup pen, but it's at the upper end of the spec price spectrum. Hmm. Um, it's, it's beautiful. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful pen. Like, um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this vertigree just to get it in, check it out. I got it with a, a Falcon nib. So I wanted to test this out. So it'll be a whole like testing thing. Like, I don't know if I'm going to keep it, you know, or what, but I really wanted to get this in, test it out. And, uh, just, I also wanted to give pilot some props. So like, thank you. Like, once a year, I like thank you. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, uh, Twisby is more in the once of once a month, um, where sailors more in the once a week uh, category. But I miss this Twisby Mini AL in grape when it came out. I, th- I think it only got, like got mentioned like uh, a couple weeks ago, like so it hadn't been out there for that long. But the Twisby Mini is one of the more unique, fun Twisbys. It looks just like the regular bigger 580 with just a kind of a a section cut out of the barrel, if you will, to shorten it up. Mm -hmm. And I've always enjoyed Twisby's Mini pens. The VAC Mini is just an all-time favorite of mine. The regular Mini is something I would use in the past for a lot of ink reviews. Get it with a stub nib. It's just kind of fun. And now they have one with this great, great purple um, aluminum parts on there. So uh, purple aluminum grip section, purple aluminum uh, piston, uh, and the piston filling mechanism. So it's just kind of a cool model, and it's not something they do in the mini lineup very often traditionally it's only been like clear or black or maybe like black and rose gold trim something like that so it's cool to see the colors in the mini um i would love a twisby vac mini iris like that would be kind of like the dream edition um where you get the vac mini and then you get the rainbow plating that you find in the iris 580 and the iris uh vac like i would buy that one like i like i don't need the twisby grape like i'm i'm good but i love this pen i i think it's a super super cool um super cool color and i like i like the continued uh existence of the mini al product lineup it's a great one speaking about good color ooh. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by the Canalea Pen Company, our good friends, Hugh and Carol. They make stunningly beautiful pens inspired by images of Hawaii. They believe that these locations can help recharge our spirit and connect us with nature. And we are incredibly excited to share information about Canalea's newest pen, their newest release, the Kilauea Kai Collection. For this pen, we are traveling to the volcanoes found on the big island in Hawaii with the black and orange swirl design that this pen takes on, kind of like black and orange and gray, taking inspiration from lava flows and the thick gray haze that they produce with the volcanic rock left behind. That is your inspiration for this image. The Kilauea collection features fountain pens made in Canalea's five profile options, as well as a ballpoint pen. And with this new collection, they are offering the Kilauea Kai Mai Lei Lei, which features Canalea's Argentium Silver Band. This is the perfect model to help celebrate something in a loved one's life. It makes the pen that little extra special. You know, like a lei in Hawaiian culture is to celebrate something. 
you know, like or to welcome something into into the world. And so adding the Mylele onto the pen gives it that extra something. And I love that that whole design profile. Now this is super interesting. I'm fascinated by this. For the first time ever, Canalea is offering you the ability to choose a preferred colorway from, from this new collection. So when you go to their store, you have three options available to you. You can choose your pen to feature more of the hot lava color. So this will be more deep <laughs> orange with some gray and black. You can choose more cool haze colors. So you'll see mainly gray and black of a little orange or a more equal proportion of the colors, the gray, black, and deep orange found in this new pen. Canalea's fountain pens feature Yoon number no. 6 nibs, so you can buy from them a steel or 18-karat gold nib. You get those direct from Canalea. They offer a ton of sizes, from extra fine all the way up to 1.1mm stub, and every single nib is tuned by hand by Hugh to make sure that it's going to be perfectly writing for you when it leaves Canalea and it'll be shipped to you in their beautiful, lovely walnut keepsake box. With each purchase of a pen from the Kilauea collection, Canalea will be donating to charities in the Big Island community, namely the Food Basket, which helps provide food security to the people of Hawaii, and the Friends of Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. You can find out more about Canalea's whole offering, including their new collection, and place an order today at canaleapenco.com. That's canaleapenco.com. There'll be a link in the show notes. Our thanks to the Canalea Penco for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, I have a lot to say. Can I can I get into this a little get bit? Get into it. So we both have one, uh, as usual. Uh, Hugh and Carol send us a pen. Um, we get these on... Uh, they they loan them to us so we can have experience with them before they're available. Mm-hmm. And then typically we're given the option if we want to buy it from them, we can or we send it back. Yep. Yep. So unboxing, I am going into this and the way they do, um, you know, the imagery you see kind of like this, this black, uh, cold uh, lava rock with the the bright fresh lava running through it i'm like oh yeah this is about to be on (laughs) so i'm like i'm like i'm hoping this is like very representative i saw their teaser image like a week ago because i knew they were sending it one out and i was like "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh i I think they got me again (laughs) so i i pull it out of the sleeve and mine is just like around the cap like the first thing you see is just this blazing orange and i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be good so i i I break it out and and it's it's beautiful and it's just like black and orange and gray and the gray is uh real the gray um has is is this the chatoyance in in the gray where it's like you know the different colors look like they're rising up it definitely is befitting of the smoke idea uh with the lava cooling uh down into the rock um so the thing that fascinated me most about this and this was me looking at the pen before i really looked at the information that they sent um about the inspiration or about anything is i have this very interesting lava flow in my barrel to where do you know the experience in a lava lamp when you have like the big the big lava and then it breaks off and there's like a tiny string and then it connects uh-huh. it to another big lava i have this like string of orange lava running through mine that i can't stop looking at it is this is like this is the one i would like picked out if i saw on the tray and then i read that hey 
you can pick out or you can you can um, kind of uh, choose how you want the proportions of the material on uh, on this as as choosing your aloha with the Kilauea Kai. And I would say mine's balanced, right? The, the equal proportion, so that I think there's an equal amount of orange, gray, and black. Um, or you can go more orange or more cool grays and blacks, which is, that's why it's cool to always, you know, see the Kenalea pins in person because you can pick out like a, an interesting one, but now you're going to have that opportunity to, to do a little bit more ordering online. So I love it. I love the colors. I love this little lava flow experience I have on mine. Um, I also want to just say generally, I am so happy with the classic flush shape. It is my shape. And like when you buy pens from a brand, like repeatedly buy pens from a brand and you get used to like how they do things. Like I've tried to switch, right? We, I don't know if you remember, I, I would ask for a different model mm -hmm. just to say, Hey, I would like to experience these other ones. Um, just to see like, am I missing something? Like this was my first one. And you know, should I try some of these other shapes just to get an idea? And I immediately went, but right back to the classic flush shape I get, um, when I get these pens and ink them up. Um, I just look at them and it's like, yeah, like this is, this is my preferred shape. And that's kind of cool. There's like what, five different shapes you can, you can choose from. So you can find one in your shape that fits your hand better and your style better. Um, so I do really like that. So yeah, I'm loving it. Um, I am not even going to tell you what ink I inked it up with because it might be the most obvious thing ever said on this podcast. Oh, it's what ever. I put it in mine too. <laughs> it's I fire mean, on fire. Yeah, there is yeah. like there was zero percent chance exactly. anything else was going. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I opened it, I knew what ink was going in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there you go. I I'm loving it, and again, like with the Canaleas, I am spending time looking at it as much as I am writing with it. So another great job. Uh, this by pen Penco may be the most like calls for an orange ink pen that I've ever used. <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, well, it's lava. Like, what else would you put in there? It right. has to be lava, right? Right. Now, I, I don't know if they chose, um, like, I, do, I don't know what proportions we got if, if we, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, if it would have chosen. Mm -hmm. um, my expectation is we probably both got the, like, more orange, right? Which would have made sense. Uh but I, I think I mine's know. mine is very balanced. Like, yeah, oh, actually, I have looking a huge... at their imagery on the website, mm -hmm. there's one that's got way more orange in than okay. mine. So I, I you know, so what, like, actually, we're probably pretty balanced, right? Yeah, I have one huge swath of orange in the cap, and then one huge like connected swath. Yeah, that's where I am swath too. in the barrel, yeah. right? And like, if you look through the colors, it's like it's like thirty three percent, thirty three percent, thirty three percent. Like, it really looks balanced to me. Yeah. And, and that's perfect. Like this is, like I said, this is probably the one I would have picked just because of the way I have this little, um, this little lava lamp connector in mine. I have to take a picture of it. It's really neat. I like it. But yeah, uh, the th two things for me on this uh, one, you know, this isn't a new thing, but like I just continue to be like astounded by the depth and sheen in the material. Like again, we talk about this every time, but I've never seen the kind of finish that Canalea are able to achieve on in other pens. Like, you know, like there are spots in this, especially in like the gray for me, where mm -hmm. I look at it and it looks like I can kind of see through it, but obviously yep. I can't. Like there's like a depth that they're able to produce, which is truly fantastic. Um, and I got the uh, Mylay Lay again. Of course. I 
I mean, it frustrates me because I like the most expensive one. <laughs> but I, it really adds a whole next level to the pens for me. Um, it, I would think it goes especially well on this one. Yeah. It's such a nice detail to touch. Like, and it, and it provides a very nice gripping point for removing the cap. So, True. yeah, this one, uh, it's going to find its way into my collection, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, this, is, this is too, too pen addict, right? Like this, this one, right, right, right. it's like in our wheelhouse completely. You know, right, I was, this- and also last, I was like, I was kind of struck by like, they've made pens, they made a pen in these kinds of colors before, right? Like from the yes. very, mm-hmm. very original yeah, my Back. first Canalea was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had that one, right? It's the mm-hmm. Kohala Sunset. Mm, I have I think. no idea. Well, there no there idea. is one that is like that. It's like black and orange and gray, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was from the originals. And still very beautiful, but so different looking to what oh, they do now, right? Like very, very. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the finish is just so much more complex to, to look at now them from the original set and both very beautiful in their own ways mm-hmm. but i know i'm much more personally drawn to this newer um aesthetic and complexity that they've been able to develop yeah so cool. and now that you you put the link up on there um that's not the one that they did two in that yeah. color so that's a very uh segmented off one mine was more where it was all swirled together yeah. so i'll have to figure out what name it was <laughs> yeah th- i think that one that wasn't often for very long i don't think yeah yeah, it was one of the very, very first yeah. ones I got. Um, I'm looking at the pictures of the different uh, of the of this one, where you see some of them have more black mm-hmm. and some of them have more orange. It all looks really cool. Yeah, the ones that are all orange is they're intense, man. Yeah, so I will see them at the Chicago Pin Show. Yeah, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. So I'll look forward to uh, to seeing these out on the table, seeing what people uh, think about them. And, oh uh, yeah, you, could, you can you can order them now, though. You it. can. Yeah, you can you can get to the head of the game and order them now. All right, what else have we got going on today? I want to talk about a few more inks that um, I just kind of want to put a bow on the Diamine Reddit inks now that they are starting to become available. They're not... They've started to hit the market. They have not uh, matriculated to all the shops. Like any shop that you... Uh, oh, shop at now. that carries diamide may not have them yet but they are like very much on the way so they're like These starting to use the inks that were the result of the polls right yep yep, yep. so they diamine has made them they've started to hit the market so you have celadon cat and sailor's delight so I will look at these, like if someone at the Chicago Pen Show in a couple weeks has them I will look at them, I feel and I haven't like totally looked at this. They're slightly different from like, you know, by the time you get all the way to, from the vote to the production um, might've changed a little bit. I've seen some people's with, with sailors warning. I was like, ah, oh, that's looks a little bit different than what I was voting for there, but it's still a cool ink, um, kind of a reddish pink with a, a blue and purple shimmer and then sell it on cat. It's just kind of a cool um, kind of uh, greeny copper, type of type of feel you know when uh copper i guess oxidizes i don't know if that's the correct word it turns into that green color it's kind of like that greenish um greenish color that it looks really pretty i don't know how much i would use it for writing but i would like to get it to test it out so anyway those are if you've been waiting on those for the past few months since the vote 
those are going to be at your favorite uh, Diamine retailer soon. Um, I put links into Cult Pins. Uh, Diamine is, of course, a UK company, so they, that seemed to be one of the few places I could actually find them in stock, which does not shock me, so they'll probably be coming to other places around the world very, very soon, probably on the way right now. Sweet. Um, kind of like the Sailor's Warning color... Wearing old Dracula, Mike, has found its way into a pen of mine, and my intention, I guess is the way I should start this, my intention with this ink that I bought at the Atlanta Pen Show and had uh, Jesse at Dromgulls pick this out for me, I said, just pick out what's the... what wearing old ink should I get? And she said, well, get Dracula. That's, that's the most popular. And I was like, yeah, this is cool. It's like a, it's a red, it's very similar to this, the sailor's warning or what is it? Sailor's delight. I already removed, forgot the name. Um, sailor's warning, um, to where it's like a kind of a reddish base with some blue and purple shimmer into it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this will be great. This will be a great ink to review. This will be a great ink to give away. And now it looks like it might be a great ink for me to keep, Mike, because I can't believe mm. how much I'm actually enjoying this it's ink. Red, it's red, though. It is. And I don't do reds in general. Yeah, we're, we're in the anti-red ink alliance over here. <laughs> I might have to rethink. Mm. Uh, like, I have, like, Are my one red... Are you me, Brad, you're leaving mm. Aria? <laughs> I have I have my one favorite. <laughs> and historically, like, because I feel like I should have one red ink, and it's been Robert Oster red candy, right? It's just a standard red ink. And I was like, hey, this is very good. Yeah, I'm actually writing with this, which is not something that normally happens with red ink and me, right? Red ink usually has like a purpose and a task and it wants to do do something specific. And this one I just want in my pen and I want to use it because it's fun. And it's not even the shimmer part of it. It's that it's a kind of pinkish red that gets it right. I don't know how to describe this ink, really. It, it is definitely red, but not, you think Dracula, you think in probably blood red. It's nowhere near that. It's like party Dracula, right? Like, this is like pink and shimmery and just kind of cool. And I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I have seen the red light and uh, it is drawing me in. Uh, next thing you know, I'm going to get bit on the neck. And I was like, going to say, I think I'm going to fly off happened. bat. You bet. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, there I I get why this thing's so popular. So yeah. that's uh, that's how it should be. So I, I get it now. Like I can you can see it in pictures. You're like, oh man, this is gonna crush. But it, is it for me? Not necessarily. And then now that I have it in, and I'm I'm even using it in an extra fine nib. That's what gets me wow. right. I'm not using it in some one point one stub nib. Um, to like really see all this shimmer and like color variation and sheen and shading, right? I'm using an extra fine nib and just writing with it. I don't know, for some reason that really, really works, which I'm kind of amazed. So I'll review it and I'm probably going to keep it, um, which is was not the plan uh, when I went into buying things. That's how, that's what happens when you have so many things across your desk. Sometimes you fall into things that you didn't think you would like that you actually love. So it's pretty cool. Um. My latest review mm-hmm. on the blog was for a Pentel Sharp mechanical pencil, which is really not, 
in the context of the pen addict, a pencil that I need to review because I've talked about it for, you know, a decade. I've used it for probably 30 years. It's been around for 50 years, right? This is an OG mechanical pencil. And I was trying to think about as I wrote this review of this Delphonics collaboration with Pentel, which uh, we'll have a link to the review. You can go see what that is. It's basically just the the Delphonics stamping on the barrel, which, you know, is fine. But it was more, I was trying to figure out why this pencil's so good, why it has lasted for 50 years, why it is beloved across the world. And it's hard to describe the feeling of that pencil, like in an audio podcast, but it is one of those products that just kind of morphs into your hand when you're using it and you kind of forget it's there and you just go, right? And there's a few products that do that. You know, I think that's like one of the features of the Lamy 2000. And like these are also products that some people dislike because of kind of that lighter, airy, airy feel to where you're just focused on the writing or you're just focused on the output that you're putting down on the page. And this pencil was designed really to be a technical pencil, right? This was like an originally just like a drafting engineering mechanical pencil, but it's turned into like, it's, it's still that and they still have like the classic models, but it is turned into more of a fun collaborative kind of statement pencil for Pentel. And I love the fact that they're doing this like there's all kinds of cool colors they they'll make a few like limited editions every year they'll make a lot more specific editions for the japanese market which is what i kind of went into on this article if y'all haven't read it yet you can go check it out from the show notes um you know again you know i i love seeing this and i even had i i talk about this so much the orange pentel sharp that i see in uh, Jose Naranya's uh, artwork, he's always drawing with an orange uh, P205, which is the five millimeter uh, Pentel Sharp. And I was like, I just need to go buy that one day. That's like, it's been available in Japan. It's like 25 bucks. And these are like $8 pencils, right? Yeah. So like, that's a very big premium. And, and you kind of got, I could go get it on eBay. Then all of a sudden I've gotten someone send one to me, which was very cool. Um, and then I got, had someone else send me a set of five neon, uh, Pentels because this is one of those products that I just kind of, I don't want all the things, but I like having all these different fun colors because I almost feel like this pencil shouldn't work, but it is so good and it's hard to explain why I just think it's just the entire design of the pencil and the lightweight aspect and the very pointy tip aspect of it. And it's just really, really good looking. It's one of those, it's like right there with the big crystal for me, as far as like a very basic design that kind of sets it apart in how good it is from the rest of all the products out there. Like, so I, I love the Pentel Sharp. Um, I hope they keep making more. They seem to be like, I don't know if hitting their stride, they probably already hit their stride, but they are, they are not slowing down. And I love to see it because I, I'm just all about the Pentel Sharp series. These are quite light, right? Like they're just like very, they're, they're kind of made to be 
Yeah. I, I feel like they were designed to be disposable. I mean, and they, and they, then they do different, like the original design. And, and sure, like right. these newer ones maybe aren't, especially if they're doing like fun colors and stuff. But this is, you know, like you mentioned rotoring in your article. And it's like, mm-hmm. these are, I think rotoring are designed to be kept, right? And yes, this is maybe designed to be like, You'll just use this, and eventually you'll lose it, like a like yeah. a fill of like a jet stream or whatever, right? It's just yeah. like you just you could refill this one pen for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna. Yeah, you could like drop it on the floor and run over it with your chair and smash it, and you're yeah. not gonna be devastated, right? Yeah. So, like comparison to the rotring, so just my my quick mechanical pencil sidebar, the rotring six hundred is your S tier, right? If you're rating these. Right, and it's the only one in the S tier. Then this is my rating. The Pentel Sharp is the A tier, right? So, like, it is, you know, like, in the grand scheme of, like, permanence and eliteness, like, I I think the Rotring does separate itself from this. But what this pencil is, like, puts it firmly in the A tier, um, right there with probably, like, the Uni Kuratoga. And then mm, I'd have to think about what else you know, as far as like mainstream pencils, but like that's your A tier is probably the the Sharp and the Kurotoga and then maybe the Pentel Carry are probably all your A tier. And then we'd go from there. So mm-hmm. it's a really special pencil. It had, I, I don't think the designs changed since they've launched really, which is just wild to me. Like, I don't know. They, it's something they just nailed from the jump and like, and now it's just become the celebrated pencil and I'm going to continue to celebrate it as it, as it, as they keep coming out with you know new colors and new models. And it's, it's just fun. And it's like one of my original stationary memories is, is using this pencil, like from my dad's office. Like it's, it's just great. It's, it really means a lot to me in just like the, in my personal history of stationary usage, it's a very important pencil to me. And I'm glad to see that it's just like universally loved as well. All right, should we take our next break? Yep, let's do it. Let's thank Squarespace for their support of this episode. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to help you build your brand and grow your business online. You can stand out from the crowd of a beautiful website, engage directly with your audience, and sell your products, services, or content that you create if you want to. Squarespace has got you covered with just however much you want from your website. Maybe you just want to create a portfolio, so simple to do that. Maybe you want to create an entire business with a blog and you want to have a store and you want to have email campaigns and you want to use SEO tools and insight platforms. No matter where you fall on that spectrum, you get all the tools that you need with Squarespace. You start like anybody does with one of their beautiful templates. You can customize it to fit your needs. You just browse the category of site or business that you're looking to make. And you can customize it with a few clicks. You can use their tools for logos. You can use the the fonts that they have, the colors. Everything is drag and drop, super easy to do on the web or on their app. You can stand out from the crowd and stand out from the people's inboxes with Squarespace email campaigns. So you can encourage your visitors to sign up as email subscribers and start them on the journey to becoming loyal customers, all within Squarespace. Just again, you start one of their fantastic templates, you customize it to fit your brand, and then you can send these uh, email newsletters out to your audience with built-in analytics to measure the impact of every send. 
And then you can also use Squarespace's suite of integrated SEO features and useful guides so you can maximize prominence among search results. These are just some of the reasons why I and Brad have been using Squarespace for like 15 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they really are the best and they just continue to get better over time. They have more and more useful features and it's all stuff that you can choose to use or not depending on what you need or like I do so many times, be like, that's a great new feature. I don't need it right now, but one day when I do, I know Squarespace is going to be there for me. So go to squarespace.com slash penaddict and you can sign up for a free trial today with no credit card required. Then when you're ready to launch your website to the world, use the offer code penaddict and you will save 10% of your first purchase of a website or domain. That is squarespace.com slash penaddict. And when you sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, so our shout-out of the week is one of my favorite stationary streamers, Ame, mm. who is out there uh, very uh, a few times a week, and I usually stream in the mornings, and they're usually online afterwards. I always love to raid Ame. She is so nice. She is a wonderful artist. She does a lot of journaling on stream, does a lot of video gaming on stream. She's part of the Stationary Brew uh, team and uh, Twitch stream team. So I'll have a link into the Stationary Brew team so you can go follow other stationary streamers and uh, people in the you know that have similar likes and tastes. And, you know, they also do gaming and journaling and all kinds of fun stuff. Just mm-hmm. really, really cool people. And I got to meet Ame at the San Francisco Pen Show last year. And I just am taken aback by their artwork it's like really kind of amazing um and importantly when i actually uh rated her yesterday she let it spill that she will be at yoseka stationary this weekend april 30th chat if you are in new york on april 30th and are interested in going to yoseka and seeing ame there she has made a bunch of stickers, a bunch of stamps, just a bunch of amazing artwork she's going to have there at her mini pop-up at Yoseka. So Sunday, April 30th from 1 to 7 p.m. in Brooklyn at the Yoseka store. Definitely make plans to go see Ame, go see their work. Um, I'm just like a huge fan of everything they do, and they're a cool person. They're great just stickers. awesome. So yeah, great stickers, great design work. Uh, one of these days, I should uh, I should commission something because it's just it's just crazy. So um, we'll have the Instagram, uh, Ame's Instagram in there, the Twitch stream, and uh, all the information. So uh, shout out Ame, yay! We have some Ask TPA questions for all today. Right, let's do it. This one's very topical. Comes from James, who says, "I'm going to the Chicago Pen Show." this year my current fountain pen collection is a twisby go and a pen made from ebonite i've also had a safari and an al star my question what maker would you recommend going with for a purple and silver swirl acrylic pen i have a budget of about 300 dollars so James, you and I need to shop together. Yep. So I would be happy to help you out because I am looking at one specific maker this um, show that I haven't got to see for a while, which I'll get to in a minute. But you are not going to be in short supply of of makers. Um, you should have Franklin Kristoff there. Edison is going to have... I, I'm assuming Edison's going to be there. I haven't looked at the vendor list. Um, 
will have tables of swirly pins, whether they have something purple and silver, I don't know. Um, I know someone who definitely has purple and silver is Canalea. Um, I forget the model name. You can look at that while I'm rambling, Mike, but they did one a few year, uh, year or two ago. I'm looking at it um, on my desk right now, but I'll <laughs> Yeah, it's a great, I can't remember the name of it. But James, the, the one thing on my shopping list is I haven't bought a Newton pin in a while, so I'm gonna be looking at Sean Newton's pins. Uh, you're probably also gonna have Heinz pins there. So between Heinz, Newton, and Edison, and Canalea, and Franklin Christoph, you are going to be completely set for options. Hopefully, someone has something purple and silverish. Um, so we'll have to see about that. But you're going to have your choice of makers. And I'll be glad to help you out. I want to look at, uh, I haven't bought anything from Sean in a while. So I wanted to look at some different shapes and see if I find anything from Sean this time. I That's been my recent um, pen show um, idea where I'm I'm buying maker pens and because I can get like the the standard retail pens from the retailers anytime but seeing the makers and getting to pick out things in person uh, whether it be from Sean Newton or Canalea pen getting to pick out your own specific pen from them um, I'll be glad to help you out James and that goes for anyone who's at the Chicago pen show I'll be there from Friday afternoon and all day Saturday and then I'll be heading home Sunday morning so catch me Friday afternoon Saturday um, ask me to if you have any questions or to give you some assistance, I'd be glad to do it. Aolani. Aolani, thank you. Brian asks, fellow pen addict Eric and I were discussing the, ultra, the awesome Retro 51 Phoenix pen. We were talking about that last time, I think, from Pen Chalet. Mm-hmm. And we agree that it would be decided a decidedly great match for Robert Oster, Fire on Fire. <laughs> As many mentions for one of the greatest mm-hmm. inks in mm-hmm. today's episode. Brian says, is there any way to hack a Schmidt refill to put fountain pen ink into it? We were oh, worried boy. that even if you could reseal the refill, the viscosity would be wrong for a rollerball anyway. Yeah. Um, not that I've heard. I'm sure there's someone out there who has attempted something like this. Mm-hmm. There might be an option. Schmidt does not make an orange ink, um, at least that I'm aware of in the P8127. But sometimes Monteverde does... Hmm, let's see, Monteverde does do orange. I'm just wondering if they have a refill shape that would fit. Um, so that's, that's what I would do. I, as far as hacking that refill, I can't imagine under any circumstances that would be worth it <laughs> other than just for personal satisfaction, just cleaning that out and opening it up, cleaning it out sounds like a nightmare to me mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a horror story waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. But maybe you should go for it because uh, you still have a few months to get in your horror stories. <laughs> so maybe that's true. We can if just, you want to be ready for October, <laughs> we can go ahead and give you an idea. Uh-huh. But aside from that, I would look at Monteverde refills and see if they have something that matches. I'm trying to scroll through real quick. Um, They might have something that fits that Schmidt. Um, Secondly, I think a closer option, I think people use the Uni RT1 maybe refill and like 
trim some of that off, trim some the, like the end of the barrel. I think that one might fit, but I haven't done it myself. And I think they do an orange. So I'm saying that with a big question mark, if you couldn't tell. Hmm. Um, but that's what I would check. I would go see if you can find a matching Monteverde because I know they do orange ink refill options. Um, outside of that, I would look at different hacks other than emptying a Schmidt uh, refill and filling it up with something else. That would be amazing though. The thing is though, Brad, orange is orange, but fire on fire is, you know, mm. that's fire. a whole different, it's a whole different mm. thing. <laughs> I like you that know? it's become a thing. I did Props to me on that one. I did props good on that one. Props to you. Props mm-hmm. to you. Who would have thought that orange and orange would work well together? Well, <laughs> it actually does. Who knew? Who, Who would have known? Uh, mm-hmm. Elizabeth says, I'm a big Twisby fan, and I saw a sweet deal on a 700R, as well as some amazing TikTok videos of that vacuum filling system that the pen has. Your review of the 700 back in 2014, <gasps> Mike just felt hmm. old, was <laughs> you were unsure. But I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you've tried the new and improved version. Is it better? Have the flaws been corrected? I would say definitely better. Yeah. Um, so the original, one of my hangups with the original VAC was it was technically it worked, but it was more of a design disarray, right? There was just a bunch of parts that didn't look like they went together and a bunch of weird I don't know. It just, it was visually unappealing to me. So the 700 R I ended up picking up secondhand. Um, and they, I won't say they fully corrected some of the like design issues, right? Like I think the clip is just, (laughs) the clip is great, but like it's a different finish than the rest of the pen. Like, and it's fine. It actually works better on this pen, but it's a much better pen now than it used to be back in the day. Um, I would, completely recommend the 700R as someone who sold off my original 700 because I just did not get along with it. It's a very large pen. Like that did mm-hmm. not change. The size stayed the same. So if you don't like a big bulky pen, uh I that did not change. But I did find it to be like completely enjoyable, enjoyed using it, and I actually would recommend it now um as as a very good pen it's still quirky right it's just because it's size some of the design stuff is like okay that's questionable but that really doesn't affect its performance or anything like that um i would completely recommend the new 700r without a doubt yeah i mean also like going back to 2014 times twisbees were good and they were up and coming but there was always an asterisk of twisby that they Mm -hmm. would just break like yep in weird ways, you know, but that snap <laughs> does, doesn't seem to happen anymore. Um, at least not how it did then. Where, like, I think maybe yeah. some failures are more predictable now or the more, like, common. Not common, yeah. but, like, they are more, if a pen's going to break, it's going to break in a certain way kind of thing. But Twisbees, right. they would just crack. And, like, it, was, it wasn't it was awesome. But, ne- yeah. but the, the product was good when you got a good one, right? Um, right. But they were yeah, very if- unreliable. If you looked at them the wrong way, right? Yeah. They would, they would, they would break. It the really was like the five like, thirties yeah. and the five forties were just like very, very questionable uh, construction. But um, and I mean, I don't want to give them like a complete free pass. People still have some issues here and there um, with Twisbees, um, but I think it's more of a of a um, correct percentage, if you will, uh, just like any pen brand. 
right? There, there is going to be a certain percentage, and I think of failures or issues, and I think Twisby is now at least um, gotten into that that area. And I haven't had a bad Twisby, and I can't tell you how long. Like they're they're they've all been really good ever since yeah. the. Uh, kind of like the the eco time frame or yep. whatever since that came out. So, but people do still have issues. So I don't want to I don't want to like just hand wave all that stuff away. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I am a fan of the new seven hundred R. That's a fact. And an anonymous question asker mm. to say, I am in my mid thirties. I have a very good collection of both inks and pens. Today, I was thinking how in the last couple of years, though, I have not used them as much as I would want. I have a two year old, and it's taken up a lot of my time. I then thought, these are the fountain pens that I could return to my hobby full on, let's say 20 years from now. But I wondered, will all of my inks still be good then? Should I stop buying them and just use what I have until I run out? Given our listenership, I'm likely to get yelled at to a degree. Mm -hmm. But I think the common sense says you need to get rid of those inks and not have them sitting around for 20 years. Yeah. Is there a chance they could be perfectly fine if they're stored in, you know, a temperature-controlled, dark area? Yes, absolutely. Would I start filling my pens with 20-year-old ink after taking a 20-year break in my fountain pens? Absolutely not under any circumstances. (laughs) But I'm sure I will get, Brad, you're being silly, there, it's good. There, some will be okay. You just need to check them for mold and make sure that they look good and shake them up well. No, 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 no. I am getting. I'm using them all now, and in 20 years, I will buy a new bottle of ink. I will be okay. <laughs> I'm use not them. going through all of that. I'm not going through all that. Use them now. Stop buying inks, and then wait, and then buy a new bottle of ink when it's when it's time to get going again. Mm-hmm. Just for just if nothing else for just sanity purposes, right? Could you get through and do this and use all these inks? Yes. Would your sanity uh, <laughs> let you down a little bit? Uh, maybe so. So just avoid that. Buy a new ink uh, when it's use all your inks now. Buy a new ink in twenty years. That's the plan. If you would like to send in a question of your own for us to answer on a future episode, go to penaticfeedback.com and you can send those in. We'll appreciate them. Uh, we still have tons to get through, but we always want mm-hmm. more. So go to penaticfeedback.com. You can also send us in your follow-up and feedback about the show and the episodes there as well. If you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com. He is penaddict on Instagram. He's at penaddict on mastodon.social. You can also find Brad streaming three times a week over at twitch.tv slash penaddict and find the products that he's working on over at spokedesign.com. I am also on uh, Mastodon. I'm at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on mike.social. You can find my products at cortexbrand.com. I would like to thank Squarespace and the Candelaya Panko for the support of this week's episode. But most of all, thank you for listening. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.